Welcome to episode 98 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Senior Editor of Farm Exec Magazine, here along with my co-host, Assistant Editor Miranda Schmalfus. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Giacomo Chiesi, Head of Global Rare Diseases at the Chiesi Group. Giacomo's here to talk about working for his family's pharmaceutical company and what he has learned along the way. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Giacomo. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truestherumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, Miranda and I will be interviewing Giacomo Chiesi, head of global rare diseases at the Chiesi Group. Giacomo is here to discuss what it's been like growing up around pharma and how he's turned a family passion into his own dedicated career path. Thanks for joining us today, Giacomo. It's good to meet you, Lynn, and thanks for having me here today. So I know since Chiesi is a family business, what was it like growing up in pharma? Yeah, so Chiesi is in fact a family business. You know, the company was founded by my grandfather in 1935 in Italy. And then in the 60s, it passed on to his two sons who happened to be my dad and my uncle. So it's always been a family business, right? And I was born and raised in Italy, so that's where my accent is from as well. And then, you know, growing up, um, I would visit the company sometimes, but that would uh, that was a pretty rare event. And instead, you know, more clearly, I remember my dad coming home at night from a long day at the office, and he would spend time over dinner with us, you know, and we would listen to his stories of getting through tough times one day at a time, one challenge at a time. And some days it was about, you know, the inability to register a product with some European regulators. Other days it was about clinical trials that didn't work. And I was his son, right? So I cared about him in the first place as my dad, and I wanted him to be happy. So from those conversations, it's not like I remember a lot of the science or a lot of the medicines or strategies in clinical development. And instead, I clearly remember that I heard the story of somebody who worked really, really hard for the patients and took significant risks because of the passion for his job and the personal need to have an impact and change the world for good. What exactly does it mean to be a family business in pharma? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it's tough. You know, pharmaceuticals have two negative aspects to it. You know, the first one is that it's a capital intensive industry. And the second one is that it's a risky business. It means that sometimes you will invest a lot of money for clinical trials. And then oftentimes, after all of that investment has gone in, your product fails. Or maybe the product works in the clinic and the FDA approves it. But then, you know, then you get crushed by competitors that are much larger than you, who have a much stronger commercial footprint, and so on. And so then, you know, if you think about it, you know, families have a tendency to avoid debt, right? And they have a tendency to invest their own capital in the business. 
So it's all family money, right? So if you lose money because a product didn't work in the clinic, you're losing family money. And that, you know, let me tell you, that tastes really bitter. And, and to be more precise, it actually tastes atrocious. It's really tough to digest because you lost family money. So I think that as a family, you need to be very rational and very cohesive because inevitably you're going to lose sometimes. You will lose. It's just a fact in life. And sometimes you're going to lose big and the wheels might come off at that point. But if you stay together as a family, if you think it through, if you're very rational, you can overcome the challenges and move forward and be successful as a family business. So are family businesses like yours unusual in the pharma industry? And has your path been typical of others? So family businesses are, in my opinion, they're definitely the exception and not the rule in pharma. In this industry, you either find huge companies that have been around forever, you know, take Pfizer, or you find rapidly emerging biotech companies, you know, think of Moderna. And both kinds of companies risk other people's money, right? Which is different than our case, where again, as I said, you know, we risk family money. And because of this, I think our path at our company at Chiesi has been one of putting the science and the patient first, even before profit and even before personal wealth, right? So clearly the family has to survive and be rewarded for the risks it takes and the time and the energy it dedicates to the business. But this was never about the money for our family. Otherwise, we would have gone crazy if we thought about the risks that we were taking. It was always for us about the impact we wanted to have on the patients and, and on society. So what we do is different than most companies because we as a family, uh, we try to achieve continual steady growth, you know, continual and, and steady. You know, this is an industry where you go through very high peaks uh, of, for example, registration of a new drug with the FDA to very depressing valleys when your product, your big invention goes generic and everyone can copy it without going through the hurdle of actually developing it and, and inventing it. And we try to avoid all of this, you know, all these peaks and valleys by compensating all the ups and downs with a collective approach where we continue to, to counterbalance risk and everything and try to achieve a very solid, clear, and you know, simple path to growth, which is continual and steady. And I think this is pretty unique. What are the challenges and benefits of running a family pharma? It's a big question. So I'll try and be brief. I think an important advantage of family businesses is that they focus on the long term with the goal of leaving a legacy that often transcends the industry and becomes societally driven. And, you know, with a family's name on the door, there's a lot of pressure for family members to take real responsibility and consider how the company will, will survive over time to make that long-lasting impact. And, and this is great because at Chiesi, this, you know, this aspect of focus on the long-term and taking responsibility clearly helps us align our interest as a company to that of the patient and of society. And it's a long-term interest in, you know, what we typically say, in other words, is that we look at the next generation of people and we don't look at the next quarterly report. So this makes a business stable and provides clarity for the future and allows family businesses to build plans and focus on execution. So the stakeholders that surround us including the patients, you know, can, they can count on the long-term commitment and the financial stability of a family-owned business like Chiesi 
which is perhaps the reason why we've been around for 85 years now. And importantly, the other aspect is that we're able to attract talent. Potential employees are attracted by this long-term business philosophy, right? So family businesses are well positioned to hire talent. And as a company, we have more than 6,500 employees in 25 countries today. And then one last advantage is that typically in family businesses, the owners and the family members are very close to the business and are deeply involved in decision-making and in the company culture and dynamics. And so they often sit on the board, they serve as managers, or they hold a combination of roles. And their intimate knowledge of the business helps them make the best decisions and achieve great flexibility in terms of strategy, decision-making, and so on. But there are challenges as well, right? So first of all, family business can struggle to attract talent if the management is not empowered or if it perceives that there are hidden agendas, or if there is nepotism, or if there's politics. And we as a family, we understood this early on, and we established a clear process for selection and management of family and non-family talent in critical positions, such as executive positions. And as a result, we have a non-family CEO since 2011, and the majority of the company's executive committee is now made of non-family. And then additionally, and to conclude, family businesses have the unique challenge of generation transition from one generation to the following. And and so for me, having a clear generation transition plan and executing on it very firmly and steadily is very important. So how does being family run influence your ability to innovate? So I mentioned that family businesses, they tend to be long-term oriented, right? And this long-term orientation helps family businesses maintain the flexibility to invest in important areas of the business, including research and development, disease awareness, disease education, and so on. So in any given year at Chiesi, we invest anywhere between 20% and 25% of our sales in these activities. And then a second point is that innovation is driven by talent. And I mentioned that family businesses being long-term oriented have the ability of attract great talent, and that helps us in turn to drive innovation. And then finally, family businesses, you know, they tend to be private for the most part. And therefore, they're not subject to the heavy scrutiny of the investors and the public markets or, you know, the pressure on the share price. And so family businesses sometimes will invest in very risky but highly innovative projects that might have a significant return for other stakeholders outside of the company. And these are things that sometimes other companies that have that short-term pressure might not invest in. So how did you grow into a global position at Chiesi? So I have a particular background for somebody in the life science industry because I am a telecommunication engineer. And when choosing my major 23 years ago, I thought about the fact that healthcare and information technology would converge at some point. And also I decided to start my professional career out of the family business because I wanted to get real honest feedback, you know, and living through the life of a real employee. So I spent several years in management consulting, and I worked in 12 different countries. And then I went back to the family business as a more mature professional about 10 years ago. And I joined the corporate development department, which is concerned with acquiring new products and creating new partnerships. And in 2014, I actually took the company to this great country, which is where I live, the United States, via an acquisition when we created Chiesi USA. Also started our venture capital fund, which invests in innovative biotech companies, you know, primarily in the US. And then in 2017, I became the head of corporate development, expanded our team considerably. I opened our Boston office uh, 
And over the following two and a half years, we actually closed 30 different collaborations and acquisitions, expanding to new countries such as Canada and Australia. So it was great. And it was obviously important for the company. And then most importantly, I worked long and hard to build our entry in rare diseases. So effective on January 1st, 2020, I transitioned into leading our new business unit, which is Chiesi Global Rare Diseases. And we launched it to bring safe and effective treatments to rare disease patients around the world. And in 18 months, we went from one employee to 160. And we now have five different therapies that were taken to patients in more than 20 different countries. So I love it because when my kids ask me why I was away on a business trip this past week, I tell them what I actually did. I was meeting patients who are often little kids, the age of my kids. I look at the patients in their eyes. I listen to their story. I hug them. And I ask them to help me shape the future of our company. And I think I did well for the company, but the patients are really the reason why I go to the office every day. So is there a healthy pipeline of next generation Chiesi family members looking to continue the tradition? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a representative of the third generation of the business. You know, generation one, you know, G1 was my grandfather. Uh, G2 were my dad and my uncle. So G3 is me, my sister, and my two cousins. The four of us, you know, the, the G3s, well, first of all, we get along very, very well, which is important, as I, as I said previously, for family businesses. But we've been pretty prolific. And so we had 12 kids in total, and they represent the fourth generation, you know, G4. So one of the important things we have done recently um, as, as a family is we sat down and thought about and then wrote uh, the family employment policy. Obviously, that's a pretty confidential document, but in short, to summarize, you know, it states which professional requirements are needed for family members to come work in the business. The requirements are reasonable, you know, they're not impossible, but they are pretty, pretty demanding because we want the next generation to always exceed the previous one. And we also want to make sure that new family members coming to work in the business have the experience and the leadership to generate significant value for the company if they want to lead it and for society. So for us, it's not your last name that matters, but who you really are as a person. Giacomo, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story. You know, it's been really interesting learning about what it's like to work in a family environment within the pharma industry. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I hope this was interesting and helpful for our podcasters here today. What if you had limitless access to customer insights? accelerated timelines, and set fees. At TrueSterum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. TrueSterum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at TrueSterumNTWK.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, I'm Giacomo Chiesi, head of global rare diseases at the Chiesi Group. And my leadership tip is to plan well for your succession. No one lasts forever. So if you want to continue to have a positive impact after you retire, your successor has to be better than you. So plan well. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. 
We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the PharmExec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at PharmExec.com, on Twitter at PharmExec, on Instagram at PharmExecutives, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of PharmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com.